Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. Welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, this is Rob Stadio. Oh, whoa, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. It's B-I-V-I-A-N-S for I am the one true whoa, daddy of Bivians, I-N-C. And let me tell you, today we got some games that are nifty, because tonight we're on episode 50, whoa, daddy. You mean this afternoon, because oh. right now, right now, it is 12.14 p.m., on Tuesday, we had a little uh, little issues recording the last two days. I don't know if we want to talk about it, but I'm okay with talking about it. We could talk about it. It's been it's been a crazy uh crazy week. Yeah, crazy week for the both of us. Yeah, I'm still tired. That's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm drinking the coffee right now. Still affecting you. Mm-hmm. I hear that. That's why I got. I mean, you know, they're not sponsoring me or everything, but if I mean you want to, uh, I got some Redcon One, some pre-workout right here. Isn't that Lots what uh, Omega? Isn't Omega Redcon One? Yes, he is. Ooh, yes, he is. Look at that! So, you are drinking uh, what the number one wrestler is part of. That's how you become number one. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's how you become number one. Thank you, With- Kenny Omega. One of the top supplement companies, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, but by the time I drink this, and within a half hour, if you guys see a uh, crazy inflection of my voice and or my appearance, I apologize in advance. I just love my caffeine; can't get enough of it, and I definitely need it because. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. Do you want to go in? I'll go in. I'll tell you mine. I'll I was about to say, why don't you go into it first? Because uh, yours is pretty fresh, my friend. It's cool, but kind of not. Like, so this weekend, uh, you know, this is Banks's, uh like, first real uh, Halloween weekend. Because, like, he was born, like, 15 days before his first Halloween. 
<laughs> and uh, then his second Halloween was COVID, and he was barely walking. Like, he could walk, but not like, you know. So this year, we're like, all right, let's do everything. And so on Friday, we went to like a trunk or treat event. Uh, so that was a lot. Again, like, it's, well, I'll tell you at the end. So we went to a trunk or treat event on Friday night. So he was, you know, it was like an event somewhere that people had their trunks open and handed out candies as if they were houses, right? So trick or treating. Then yeah. Saturday, he, uh, some of the kids that are in his daycare had a Halloween party. So we went to the Halloween party. And, and there was a bunch of kids there. And then after that, we went to a birthday party from a kid that used to go to daycare at Bounce. So it was like Halloween party and then Bounce. But I'll fill in the gap. At the Halloween party, a lot of the parents were just kind of like sitting back and the kids were playing. And I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do well with like uh, chit-chat if I don't know the people. Especially if yeah. like I don't feel super comfortable with them. Yeah. And there was like one guy who was trying to like connect with me, but he was coming off like super pompous and shit and acting better than everybody and made some weird comments. And I'm like, mm, not a really a fan. So I ended up running around with these six or seven kids, just like chasing them around the yard for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and then when like I'm sweating through my clothes and I finally go sit down and this guy who the pompous guy was like, oh, you got all your steps in? I said, actually, yeah, I did. And like, I'm playing with your kids, dude. Like, come on. So, uh, so then after we left the Halloween party, we put Banks to bed before the next party. I did 13 miles on the Peloton, and then we went to bounce. It's crazy. So like, my legs are shot. Um, even today, I still feel them. Um, so then that was Saturday. Sunday it was Halloween, so we took him trick or treating. You know, he played whatever, normal day, and then at night we went trick-or-treating, and he did probably about a mile and a half of walking and hit about 30 houses. And then the street that we went on was a dead end, and we were like, okay, once we're done with this road, we're done. And he wanted to keep going. Of course he did. Yeah. He's like, more, 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 more candy, more houses? More candy, more houses? Dude, this kid, some of these houses were close to the road. This kid would literally, I'd go, okay, go knock. I just watch him. We'd watch him from the street. He'd walk up to the house by himself, knock on the door, because he can't, obviously, like, he's not full talking. <laughs> they would drop him the candy. Thank you. He'd go away. Bye. And then he'd come back. This That's kid has awesome. no fear. No fear at all. He's like, I'm going to candy. <laughs> Nothing is stopping him from getting his candy. That's how he felt. He yeah. was like, I'm getting my candy. Let's go. Yeah. And then, uh, so then we did a lot of walking that day. <sighs> and then the cool thing about this, I guess, extended weekend, if you want to say, is due to me holding an NFT, a non-fungible token, as, you know, Crypto Rob does, I won tickets for Taylor and I to go see the, Nick, the uh, New York Knicks last night at Madison Square Garden. Say what? Yeah. They weren't floor seats, but they were pretty close. They were... Um, like the floor seats, and then it was like eight rows up. But oh, I looked, cool. I looked on StubHub, and those tickets in that section behind us, like higher rows, higher rows, they were going for like three fifty, four hundred. Oh. So I'm assuming lower rows, probably around that price, maybe a little higher. And we won two, so it was my first basketball game, her first basketball game, Madison Square Garden, pretty cool. 
they ch- dude, they were like crazy about the vaccine cards. They were like, show me your vaccine card. Show me your ID that matches your vaccine card. Like no masks. But I was like, I mean, everyone, you had to be vaccinated to get in. So cool game. They, they looked really good in the first half and then they just fell apart in the second half. But it was a nice, there's like a nice like date night to get away. And, uh, you know, we, we did, we did Banks activities all weekend. So it was just nice for her and I to just have a night. You guys finally, all right, you guys got to relax. Yeah. Banks was probably chilling with his candy, so he didn't care. (laughs) No, he was chilling. He was chilling with his Grammy, so. And his, and his aunts. Nice. But yeah, I'm tired. I mean, we didn't get home till like 1, 1 1.30. And then he woke up at 4.30. And yeah, just a little tired. I'm, I'm. I told you before we started recording that I'm moving like the uh, the sloth in that uh, kids movie at the DMV. That's how I feel. At least I don't know if I'm moving or talking that slow, but I completely understand. Yeah, completely. All right. What about you, bro? Uh, mine wasn't as kid crazy as yours um i uh well i had training tuesday and then training thursday then there was uh i did a show in brooklyn for a community center which was awesome um kids hate me like always uh (laughs) they have to right uh i mean they don't have to but you know (laughs) They just don't like my personality. I don't know what to say. Uh, then Saturday, um, I got the opportunity to go up to um, NYWC and be a part of that. So that was a lot of fun. They were over in uh, Long Island. That's a hike? Yeah. Training Sunday. And then um, just working. And here we are. Yeah. My body it- hurts. It was Sunday night, and Andy was like, hey, man, you good to record? Like, uh, maybe we could do it tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm going to the Knicks game tomorrow. But, yeah, I'm tired. He's like, yeah, I'm tired, too. (laughs) We both were just like, this has to get out because we have people who need to hear this and who love to listen, and we appreciate all of you. But we needed a a night. We needed it. I guess I got two nights. And you got to tell you, it's just like the post. The chick turned her head around. We couldn't move. Yeah. She moved, said red light. We would have been canceled or died. Yeah. Probably been canceled the way yeah. we were feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still feeling it, but, you know. But, <sighs> I, this is about to come in handy. Yeah. I got some awakes over there if I need them. Facts. I know, I, I think I know you want some of those. For the block. Probably. I could have given those out as candy. Imagine a little kid taking an awake shot. Zero, zero trick or treaters on Sunday here. Zero. You know, I got zero here too. I'm okay with that. Which was shot, but maybe it's because of the time that I got back to the house. Because mm. like I, I think I, I left the house seven thirty in the morning. I didn't get back until like four or five. Yeah, I feel like most so. of the kids started at four or five. Yeah, I mean there was people around, like walking around the neighborhood, just. Nobody knocked on the door, which I was okay with because I was lying on the couch. Did you have your front to... light on? Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. I was contemplating on, like, not getting up or passing out, and I didn't either. 
Well, no, I didn't get up. But I didn't <laughs> knock at the door, so I guess it's a win-win situation. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's do some <sighs> quick news things, and then we'll jump into Squid Games. Quick, 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 quick news. News roundup. All right, so for uh, – Bitcoin Rob or Crypto Rob, uh, here's the thing. Facebook is now going to be named Meta. And with that being said, all of the Meta coins in crypto world have shot up. So Sand, Mana, and uh, Hero, a couple other ones. Mana has jumped up from like 90 cents to, and I think it hit up to 417. Yes, of course I held some Mana. Duh. Um Great. Bitcoin is up again. It is about 64 right now. Ethereum hit its all-time high. Polkadot hit its all-time high. Uh, Shiba made some people millionaires uh, because of how much it's been growing. There was some guy who, who uh, did you hear this story? He spent $8,000 in January 2021. Uh, that $8,000 is now worth $5.8 billion. That's insane. But I don't think he could pull it all out because... There's not enough liquidity in Shiba to be doing that because it would crash the whole coin. That's insane. And did you hear that there was a Squid Game coin that got released last week? It shot up like 4,000%. No one was able to take their profits or pull their money out. And it dropped to zero. And everyone got scammed out of money. Oh, that sounds like um, that other one. Oh, there's a lot of those. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the coin. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of those though. But uh, so there was – I put on our Instagram and our stories. It was like a meme that said all those people who lost their money in the Squid Game coin uh, can now join the real Squid Game to, uh, <laughs> to make their money back. <laughs> Guys, you always have to do your research. Uh, I just hear the, the, the girls little – <laughs> so for those who want to know what nft i got that is that gave me those nick tickets it is called moon gang and they are basically uh for any holders they are doing drops of either tickets or merch or uh other nfts and stuff like that i got lucky enough that i got all holders get a hat so that's cool and I got put into a uh, drawing for the Knicks tickets, and I won. I know that, that in the future they're going to be doing like Coachella, I think this year, uh, and stuff like that. They're gonna they this one was their first like big drop, and they did it kind of like last minute. But I guess they're going to be doing the other ones a little bit further in advance. So if people win them outside of the state, they can fly out and go to the event if they want. But this one they kept to uh, New York residents, so I think that's why it gave me a better chance of winning. That's dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, did you hear that Chris Pratt is now Mario and Garfield? I didn't know he was Garfield. I knew he was Mario because there was a lot of like backlash on it. But Yeah, they just announced I, that he is now Mario too. That's all are they doing a live action Garfield or No, it, no, no, no. Cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe CGI. I'm not really sure. I just know it's that's pretty cool mm -hmm. did you uh see the new images for uh mobius i did they looked insane i'm he pretty excited for that crazy Jared and Leto's you got and you got uh what's his face 
not Val Kilmer. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton is in it, so as Vulture. Yep. So I think maybe Mobius can be the last member of the Sinister Six. Ooh. I heard th- I heard that Venom 2's uh, post-credit scene changes the universe. I haven't seen Venom 2, and I didn't go out of my way to spoil the ending, but I heard that uh, the ending of Venom 2 makes more sense. It kind of completes the story of the new Spider-Man coming out, and then I heard that Eternals, that post-credit scene is going to change a lot of things, too. I'm excited for Eternals, but I also heard some like negative stuff on Eternals. So, Oh, really? Everything I've read is like 7 or 8 out of 10. I heard it was good, but then someone... Um, where was I looking? Um, I can't remember. But someone was saying like the ratings were like different, like the like the movie wasn't as good. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still excited for it. I hear the oh, hype. Are you talking everything. about um there's a I guess there was a bunch of people that went on to Rotten Tomatoes and just crashed the ratings? They all just gave it bad ratings even though they haven't seen the movie yet. Oh really? Yeah, that that was going on. Well I heard there was like a huge spoiler that was let out from Eternals. And oh then... maybe maybe that's why people crashed the rating. Oh, it could be. Could be. Well, I mean, with internals, like it's it's pretty much the next key factor in Marvel's next phase. So, like, yeah, <laughs> bad to spoil that early. Yeah. Um. Did you see that the Oculus Two has Resident Evil Four on it now? And I kind of want to get Oculus Two to play it. I want to play. I think they're still going for what five hundred bucks. No, I think they're like three fifty. They're still expensive, yeah. but with some crypto money, baby, do it. Get a crypto loan. I won't go into that. Take you some, can get take, take some <laughs> take some profits or something. Don't, don't take crypto loan for for three hundred bucks. Word. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any other store. Uh, Stories. I mean, it's the Braves and Astros in the World Series. It's currently tied 2-2. Uh, that's for sports, wrestling, a bunch of new champions in NXT. NXT's been bad. AEW has been pretty damn good. Uh, Full Gear is looking pretty solid. Um, WWE is changing things up, but nothing too drastic. It's been a little bit better, but that was after the uh, draft. So, I mean, if that's the news, we could uh, jump right into Squid Games. I mean, we got uh, nine episode, yeah, nine episodes to go over. There's a lot to go over. I mean, we're not going to go into super detail because, to be honest with you, this is a show that you probably want to watch versus, like, listen to. But you can at least hear our, our perspective of it because, wow, this show is cool. And and just to say spoilers, we're gonna talk through everything. If if we go out of order, we're gonna go out of order because there's some things in the first episode that play in the in the last episode. And I think I'm just gonna say it when we're going through because probably it's so cool. I'll say it without saying it. If that makes sense. Try not. You're trying to mention it, but not trying to mention it. Yeah, I'll mention <laughs> things I noticed. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. You want to start with episode one? I got it. So, uh, and guys, forgive me. I'm going to screw all these names up. Oh, me too. So forgive me now. Um, the Siang Ji Hun is down on his luck. So he uh, pretty much accumulated all this debt with loan sharks and other companies. Um, but he's also pretty far away from his daughter. Like in the beginning, um, you see him kind of talking to his mom being like, yo, did you get your daughter a birthday gift? He's like, oh, going to take her out to eat and get her like something small or whatever. And she's like, no, you like, you have to get her a gift. Um, and you see him pretty much with, um, another like kind of guy who's like kind of suited and they're at the, um, what looks like a, like a betting, um, like a horse racetrack, I guess, so to speak. And they're trying to bet on, um, different games. And I know he, he'd like, he puts in this giant bet on this one and just loses everything. And he's just like super pissed, but his friends have, because I think his friend wins. Um, and his friends like trying to talk to him and he like lashes out at his friend. He's like, yo, whoa, like we're buddies. Like don't worry about it. So, um, finally, um, that's when he gets jumped by the people at the, uh, in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Cause he finally wins. He, he like, he's standing in line and like this lady behind him is like, I want to put in my bet. And he's like, shut up. I'm trying to make a decision. Oh yeah. He yeah. Makes a decision and he wins and he wins all of this money. So he's like, baby girl, I'm taking you out for steak dinner. It's going to be awesome. Da, 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 da. So he walks out the front door. He's smoking a cigarette. Like he's a big man. First off. And this is really weird. And I don't know why it bothered me so much. But homie had a trench coat on and a hat. And that fucking hat pissed me off for so much. I don't know why. It just looked weird. Like okay. <laughs> his whole presentation like was weird. Anyway, I digress. So he goes outside and he's talking. He's all happy. He's got the money in his pocket. He's like, yeah, da 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 da. He looks over. He sees uh, what looks like loan sharks or whatever. And he freaks out and starts running through the train station. And. He bumps into this girl, knocks her down. He helps her back up, takes off. Um, they finally meet him in the uh, in the bathroom, pretty much beat him down. And he's like, you need to have your money. He's like, I have the money. Goes to pull it out. His pocket is empty. He has no money in it. Um, so then um, after that, he goes out to eat with his daughter, and um, he uh, he goes to get her a gift that he won in the uh, he went to you know how you like you oh, got the, the, the claw game? machine the claw yeah machine. the claw machine so he tries to win a gift through the claw machine and he can't and this little boy comes up he's like yo you're doing it all wrong and the little boy shows him and he grabs the box and like it's gift wrapped so you don't know what's in the box and. He saw happy and excited. He takes his daughter out to eat. He gives his daughter the uh, present. And then you realize that it's a gun. She literally takes out this big ass gun. And he's like, oh, well, and it turns out to be a lighter. He's like, ah, she's like, you should hold on to this. And he's like, don't worry. Like next year, 
you know, we'll do something even bigger. And then her face like kind of turns, and you're not under, you're not sure why. She's like, oh, next year, mm-hmm. okay. Um. So then he drops them off at the um at the house, and then um he ends up going to the train station. Yeah. Yes. He goes to the train station, he sits down, he's trying to figure out like what to do, and then that's when he's met by um this guy dressed all in black, Jihan. Um What? No, Jihan meets him. Yeah, Jihan meets this guy in a suit and he's basically like, Hey, you wanna play a game? And he's like, No, I'm not gonna play a game with you and then he's like, Here, I'll bet you some money and he was like, No, I don't have any money and then the guy was like, Okay, how about this? If you lose I get to slap you. If you win, you take the money. And he was like, really? Like, that seems pretty easy. And then they play this game for what seems like an eternity, and he just loses and loses, and he's just getting slapped and slapped and slapped and slapped to the point that when he finally does win, he's, like, really happy. And then this guy it basically offers him, hey, do you want an opportunity to make more money and play more games? And Jihan was like, wait. Okay, uh, and then um, he gives him a card. He calls the number. They he meets them at a car at like a van. He sits in the van, gets knocked unconscious, and they get brought into this like, I guess big. I don't know, big giant like gymnasium with a bunch of beds. I guess I guess you'd call it. It's like a dome or like a like a shelter of some sort. Yeah, so. Each player has a green suits, and their numbers are 1 to 455. And then there's a bunch of uh, pink jumpsuits who are like almost like the security guards, I guess you would say. And they yeah. all, they're math. They're all masked up. And each mask is like a circle, a square, a triangle, and stuff like that. So they go into this big explanation of the game is they're going to play games and if you make it to the end you win all the money and there's going to be six games over six days and everyone has to sign up for it. So every single person has to like sign a waiver that they're willing to do it and listen to the rules. Um, the games are overseen by someone named the front man who is in a all black like cloak thing like I guess like a raincoat kind of thing like and he has a black mask on and uh then i guess all the characters start you know before the the game starts they all kind of like start talking to each other he befriends player 001 who is an older guy who uh he he's he's like a fan favorite for a while um so he basically tells his story of he has a brain tumor and, you know, he was going to die anyway. Like, he's going to die, so might as well have some fun and make some money kind of thing. And um, he also sees his childhood friend, who is Sheng Wu, um, who became an investment broker. And he's like, wait, why are you here? Again, nothing's very clear right now. Uh, the pickpocket that stole Ji Hong's money is also there. Um and then you kind of just see a bunch of the different you, you just see a bunch of the different characters kind of just interacting and then the first game begins it's a deadly deadly game of red light and green light oh but so they don't they, know that at first nope so they get brought into this giant field and you see this giant robot girl 
just standing in the middle of the field with two guards on each side. And they're like, all right, you got to get to the end of the field by a certain amount of time. And if you get across the line before the time, uh, you'll win. You'll move on to the next round. So she's like, green light. And everybody starts running. And then you see the old man is running. He's got a smile on his face. Oh, he runs first. He's like, I'm going. He took off. So then it goes red light and everybody stops. And then all of a sudden, one guy starts moving and the little girl locks onto him. And all of a sudden you hear a shot ring out and the guy drops and then he's just laying there. Then green light again and everybody runs and they're like, yo, you can get up now. Guy's not moving. Red light, everybody stops. Two other people shot shot now they realize that if they move during red light they're gonna get assassinated pretty much and the whole crowd just starts running (laughs) everybody's freaking out they start running this little girl's eyes are going like this and like moving all around and like locking on to everybody stating who's moving who's not everybody's getting like gunned down uh at one point um Han almost falls and one of the players catches him and it's red light and he's got to stay as still as possible. And then they finally get green light. Old man's still running with a smile on his face. Um, I want to say probably half of them make it to the end. And then the timer runs out and I think there's like 20 people that's left. This goes on for like probably a good like three or four minutes. I'd say more than that. I'd say like a 10, 15 minute scene. It was like it was it like got your heart beating because you were like oh oh shit oh oh shit it felt long (laughs) and then like i think there was like 20 people that were left that didn't finish by the end of the timing and then they just gunned down everybody and i remember um when i was told about squid game i was just told like it was a good game like it was kind of like um because me and my buddy watched kingdom the mma show that was on netflix He's like, oh, it's just as good. And I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I'll check it out. I didn't read anything on it. I didn't read up on it. I didn't read the description. I was like, my boy said it was good. I'll I'll check it out. AKA, word of mouth, always good. So as soon as the guy got shot, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, all of a sudden, everybody got gunned down. And I was like, oh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was in the trailer. I never saw the trailer. So to me, it caught me by surprise. And I was like, oh it's that type of game all Mm -hmm. right but uh there's one thing i wanted to point out real quick is that when the red light green light like when the girl turned her head when it when she said red light and she turned her head to look at everybody it shows like her perspective and it was like almost like a computerized thing and if the person was stopped it would be like a green highlight around them and if they moved it would be a red highlight And one thing I just want to point out right here is if you noticed, if you paid attention, the old man, I believe, was the first one to run. And I think he was the first one to finish or one of the first ones to finish. When they scanned the old man, he did not come up as red or green. Oh. Mm Oh. Yep. He was also having way too much fun. Way too much fun. Like... Homie had like the biggest grin on his face as he's running. <laughs> uh-huh. As everybody's freaking the hell out. 
Yep. And that's how the first episode of Squid Game ends. Yeah, pretty intense. A red light, green light. Cause I thought it was intense because one, they didn't clarify that people were gonna die. No. And <laughs> it was pretty crazy though, because like once the people realized that they were dying, it, it like everyone started running back thinking that they might have been safe behind the the start line. And you just see like a bunch of people running and it's like do 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 to the point that people are like, uh just stay still. Like it it was pretty crazy that just they were basically killing themselves by continuing to move. It was it was wild. This the first episode started the series with a bang. You also saw like the windows. There was like at least fifteen to twenty guards just sniping out of windows all around this giant dome. So now you're locked inside this dome and they're just taking you out one by one by one by one by one. Mm -hmm. So the second episode, um, a little less of the games. So with half the players, I guess half about half the players died after the first game. And a lot of the, the survivors said that they wanted to quit. Because I guess there was a clause like if everyone, if a majority wants to quit, then they'll stop the games. So they do this big vote of, you know, who gets to go home or like if they're going to continue or not continue. And it's based, there's just enough players left that if, like, that it's only going to be decided by one vote. So every single player goes up, they vote yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And the last player to vote is 001, the old man, and he chooses to cancel the game. So then everyone gets knocked out, and they all get kind of, they get knocked out, and, and, and they get brought home, but they get knocked out, so they don't know where they're, they were or where they weren't. Not, no one leaves with prize money. So real quick, when people die, there's prize money added to the piggy bank. So they showed them the piggy bank, and that's why half well, one less than half of the players wanted to stay because they saw that the piggy banks was filling up and they were like, whoa, money. Um, so Ji Hung ends up going back, uh, going home. When he goes home, he goes to the police. He shows them the card and he's like, hey, look, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. You, you got to look into them. You got to look into them. The cop calls the number on the card and it's like a woman's voice and it wasn't, it, it wasn't the same voice that Ji Hung saw or heard. And he's like, you gotta believe, you gotta believe me. So then there was, there's one cop, uh, Junho, Junho. He's a detective, and he sees the card, and he realized that his brother had the same card, and he disappeared. So he's like, hmm. So without telling the rest of the police officers, he kind of takes the card and kind of does his own research. So after, so during this whole section, you kind of see that all the players, um essentially their their lives have gotten harder since they gotten back since they got back like the pickpocket you could see she's struggling you could see that his his high school friend is about to get um arrested for i guess tax evasion or something you see a couple of the other guys like there's a, a a gangster guy who's about to get murdered and he just barely avoided it um ji hung you know his mother's really sick uh, um, so you, you kind of see how a lot of these players end, end up like wanting to go back. They have a reason to go back. So I guess whoever runs the game is watching them from afar and they give them new cards to kind of call back in. So all these players end up returning or choosing to go back out of desperation 
and this includes Ji Hung, who, again, like I said, his mother's sick. Um, his friend Sang Woo is about to get arrested. Player one, the old man, finds um, Ji Hung and basically is like, I don't want to die in the outside world with my brain tumor. Um, you got the girl, 67, who wishes to rescue her parents and her little brother. You got 199, a Pakistani guy who I he becomes a fan favorite. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> who, who, um, he's the one who saved Ji Hung in the red light, green light. He kind of held him up. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he accidentally injured his boss. He attacked his boss. And, you know, cause he basically went to his boss and was like, Hey, I need more money. And his boss was like, no. And he kind of injured his boss and was like, okay, I need to get money elsewhere. Uh, 101 is the gangster guy. And then the police, the detective is watching these people getting picked up in these vans. And he secretly follows them as he sneaks into one of the vans to kind of and- see where it's going. Didn't he um somehow like he he had like a, a mask on that like protected him from being knocked out? I believe so. Yeah, he had some kind of thing to make him so the because when they get in the van, some like smoke comes in and knocks him out, and he ends up sneaking into the back of the van, and he pretends to get knocked out but doesn't, and kind of watches. You know what's funny about that too is um remember in the news we were saying how if you called the number like it was actually somebody's like actual number but when they called the number back in the police station that's exactly what happened it was like an older woman she was like is this a joke it's three in the morning stop calling me (laughs) i thought that was pretty funny so now we're that was uh episode two it, again, there was no games. It was just kind of just establishing that these people do have a reason to go back, and it kind of just shows how hard the, their lives are. One thing about this series is that it kind of shows the power that money has over people and how some people are so desperate that they're willing to put their lives on the line to to simply make money. Yeah. And a lot of people, it's like, I mean um... – you know, you have you have family who need stuff too. Like you know, um, Han's mother needed surgery. Uh, it took me forever to realize that the um, the girl was trying to get her brother out of the orphanage. I didn't make that connection until later on. Uh, we'll talk about it then, but I didn't make that connection until later on. Okay. Um, and then his friend. His friend always kept acting weird when he saw him because, like, Han kept putting his friend over. Like, this is the greatest guy I know. He's greater than me. He's so smart. He's so he's so successful, blah, 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 blah. And, like, the guy's, like, pretty much, like, hiding behind, like, a facade of, like, hey, yeah, I'm cool. I'm okay. And here he's like, yo, shut up. That's not me. That's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. All right. So you want to run with episode three? Sure. Yeah. So the next episode... Um, which is titled The Man with the Umbrella. Um, so he, the cop, uh, successfully gets in by disguising himself as one of the mass workers. He takes one of them out and puts on the, uh, suit and reveals that the location is kind of like a, uh, island that they're on of sorts. Oh, that too. In the first episode when it ended i think there was like a high camera shot and you see like the top of the dome kind of close 
Yeah. So like you realize it's like a giant facility on like this abandoned island. Um but uh the players are pretty much now char- starting to like form their own groups to kind of like stay together and kind of stay alive. Um so the one alliance is Jihan, Senwu, um player 1 and player 99. They all kind of team up. And uh player 67 explores the air vents and witnesses workers meeting in um or workers like melting pots of like sugar to try to like figure out what what's going on so it looks like they're kind of getting ready for something mm-hmm. um and then the second game is revealed to be uh peapog poggy pop popki I, I don't know it's Pop-key? a i've never played it, it must be a korean game because this is i think yeah. it's based in korea where each player must uh, perfectly extract the uh, stamped shape from like this kind of like sugar cookie. So like think of like when you're at Christmas time and you're making like Christmas cookies and you have that like cutout and you like press it into the dough and you get like, and you pull it up and it might not come out all the way. So like you have the dough, but you have like the little cutout of the Christmas tree. But think of it like baked and you have to get that Christmas tree out. Uh, yeah, and it's like they gave you like break. a needle of some sort to kind of cut it yeah. out. So they pretty much give them, yeah, they gave them like a needle to kind of cut the shapes out. And then they put the time and then people are trying to cut it out. And all of a sudden it breaks and they're like, oh, and then they're dead. They get well, shot by one of the guards. One big thing, one big thing is um, when they come back, they all realize that they probably need to work together. Um so they start making alliances. You see a lot of alliances getting built. And the one thing before they started playing the game, like Andy just explained the game, is that they go into a room and there's four different shapes. And each shape is like, they're like, pick a shape. And the the one friend that is that uh, Ji-Hung is like, oh yeah, he's my friend. He's the best. He's the best. He kind of figured out what game it was already. But he didn't tell his little his core. So he's like, oh, maybe we should all split up. And they all split up, but Ji-Hung ends up picking the hardest shape. And the other ones were like a circle, a diamond. Like they were a little bit easier. So Ji-Hung ends up picking one of the hardest shapes. But again, he didn't realize that. And you could see that his friend was kind of like, ooh, like I think I might have just killed my friend. But he was being sketchy, right? So again, so it's like a little, they're in like a little plate and you have to kind of cut out the cookie and it has to come out unbroken. And if you break it, you lose. And you have to either get it out under 10 minutes, or if you break it or you're over 10 minutes, you lose. Yep. Um, one of the, the, the pickpocket lady smuggles in a uh, lighter. So she's lighting the, uh, the tip of the needle. So that way she's kind of like melting the sugar that's around it to be able to get it out. Once she wins, uh, she kind of drops the lighter by uh, this one gangster uh, that you see throughout the, the series. And he starts using it to kind of help himself. He gets out. He wins. Um, Han's kind of like trying to figure out like how to like do this because he's having trouble. Everybody's getting shot around him. Um, he then decides to flip it over and start licking the back of the cookie and to melt the sugar so that way he can get the shape out and everybody else sees it and everybody else starts licking the back of the cookie too 
as they're trying to uh they're they're trying to win this he finally gets the shape out and then the game is over they pretty much kill anybody who didn't finish and they killed everybody who broke the cookie but one guy uh refuses to die and he takes one of the guards hostages hostage and he like forces him to take off of off his mask and he does he realizes that it's a young kid and he's like why are you doing this and then he commits suicide the front man the guy that's dressed all in black comes in kind of asks what happens and then he kills the guy with the mask and then he reminds everybody else like the guards that are there that if they see your face you're dead already and then that's how the episode ends yeah because they make it very clear that for all the games they want to make sure that it's fair and by keeping the mask on it keeps things fair so like you're not you don't have an identity so you you're just kind of listening to the rules and just kind of being the authority in that sense and the one big thing is when ji hung was licking the cookie you see a lot of other people doing the same thing <laughs> and the old man was one of the players who actually did the same thing and was able to survive so basically everyone in ji hung's little core ends up making it out of this game facts all right, so episode four uh, is called Stick to the Team. I didn't, we didn't put the first two titles, so I'll go back real quick. The first, game, the first episode was Red Light, Green Light. Second episode was Hell. So episode four, we have Player 111, a disgraced doctor. Um, apparently, he is secretly working with some of the guards, and I guess when some of the players get killed, they try to harvest organs from the dead players to sell on the black market. So there's, so this doctor was put into the game to kind of help harvest. And in return, he gets information of the upcoming games. So he has a little bit time to prepare or knows like what the best strategy would be. Um, so there is, so all the players, so blah, blah, blah. So the guards come into like the big gym where all the beds are and they offer them food. And the gangster and his boys and the one girl end up going in line twice and taking food. Um, so some of the players do not get any food or water or drink, whatever. And a player accuses him of, hey, you took extra food. I saw you take extra food. The guards do absolutely nothing. And the gangster ends up killing this player um, because... He's just a bully and he ends up killing it. So they realize that when the player died in the the gym, money went into the prize, like the prize piggy bank thing. That's literally what it is, a piggy bank hanging above them. That Before this, they only showed money going into the piggy bank after the games. So now they see that if someone dies outside the games, the piggy bank also gets filled. So... After this, the gangster and everyone realize that, hey, we can kill people, and the money goes up, and there's less competition. So after, like, lights out, so when they all go to bed, these gangster, his whole group, just start killing people. And, like, everybody, they just start going and just killing everyone, and it was a big thing. But before that happens, Ji Hung and his group end up like going, hey, we feel like this is going to happen. Just stay close kind of thing. Let's just team up and make sure. 
So basically, they go around, they kill a whole bunch of people. Ji Hong and his group survive, and they end up sharing their names. So 199, the uh, Pakistani guy, is named Ali. Uh, 67, who is the pickpocket, her name is Kang. Player 1, uh, who's the old man, has uh, trouble remembering his name because he has a brain tumor. Um, player 212, his name is Han. And... Yeah, no, player 212 ends up, is the crazy girl that Andy was talking about before. She ends up having sex with the gangster guy. And they kind of make a little alliance. And that doctor ends up going with the gangster guy to tell them that in the ne in the next game, the players are going to be told to go into groups of 10. So because the gangster guy knows what game it's going to be, he ends up picking a lot of, of the bigger guys because we'll see why um so all the players they're all picking teams they're all picking teams the gangster guy has all these huge guys and for ji hong team he basically has um yeah uh he has a he has the old man a uh, few girls and like on paper doesn't look like a very strong team and when they go into the next game the game is revealed to be um, tug of war on two platform race platforms where obviously we all know how tug of war works and so the difference here is is that there's two platforms parallel to each other and there's a pit in the middle so if your team gets pulled off the ledge you fall to your death so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they basically pick one team at a time and you know the gangster guy his team gets um you know his team gets picked and yeah, it shows them pretty much uh, dominate. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they um, and for when they were on the platform, like if you got over the uh, ledge, like everybody was trying to like hang on by the rope, then they would cut the rope and everybody would just fall. Like yeah, the death. team hanging because they're they're all like strapped on the rope. It's not that they're just holding it with their hands; they're literally chained to the rope. Yeah. So when a team gets pulled off, they just end up hanging because they're tied in from their waist. And then, like Andy said, then the rope gets cut, and then they get they get dropped. And then then they um the guy one of the guys was like, "Oh, I used to play this before. Like, you got to put all your weight this way." Oh, that's then, in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, is it? You want to go into that? I thought it was for um, for tug of war. Yeah, I think the. Uh... Oh wait. Oh no, you're yeah. right. No, you're right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It is the next episode. Yep. Because that's where it continues. Oh no no no! They win in the episode four. They just talk about um their match. So basically, the okay. end of the end of episode four is when the Ji Hung's team goes up to start the tug of war game, and before that, you got the old man talking about like their strategy as a kid on how he won all these games and all this stuff. And again, when each team got picked, they would stand up together and walk over, and you could see that the the like the gangster team won, and you could see the team that they went up against when they both stood up to go walk. They looked scared because they were like, "Oh my God, we're not going to make it." 
So then when Ji Hung's team got up, the other team got up and they were almost laughing at them going, oh no, we got this. This is an easy win. <laughs> and then as they're walking up, the old man is talking about, oh, you know how I used to play a game, tug of war, tug of war. Um, and then so the ending of this episode shows their team, Ji Hung's team, struggling against the other all-male team. And then that's how this episode ends. And you're like, holy fuck, what's going to happen? They're going to die. So now episode five. Sorry. Episode five. Fair world. So, uh, yeah, as, as we said, so Jion's team wins their tug of war match barely by the skin of their teeth. Um, everybody's kind of fighting against each other, but they do um, go with uh, the strategy and saying it was quick thinking because the person that's supposed to be the leader, don't they freeze? They're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So like he takes control from like the back and gives the strategy. So it was uh, all like, it was a weird strategy. It was like the old man said, wait until they pull and then watch the other team. And then when they're pulling, then kind of go forward to get the other team off their balance. And then as they fall off their the after they get there off their balance, you just get the thing. Oh no, no, what it was, what that's what it was. They lean back. So they did this like lean back. So like they kept their knees buckled or backwards and they lean back into it. And then as the other team, they weren't making any progress because the weight was against them. And then as soon as you started seeing them start getting tired, they all got up, moved forward. The other team, the the team against Ji Hung's team fall and then they start pulling and start pulling and then they start pulling consecutively all together the other yeah. team was just pulling like at different times and not getting a proper pull so they all start pulling at the same time and they start leaning back and pulling leaning back and pulling to the point that they end up winning they finally win by the skin of their teeth too yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they're about to die um so after once they get back into like the the little barracks, uh, they decide to barricade themselves in. So that way, if anybody else does try to kill them or like come for another attack, like they're prepared for it this time. Um, and they take turns like kind of guarding like the group. Um, but uh, Dexu, the the gangster, his team doesn't attack. And Jihan reminisces on a similar situation from, I guess, 10 years ago, uh, where other workers from, uh, um, from like a car factory kind of protested um, for a mass layoff, which caused uh, pretty much Jihan's like whole life to kind of go down. Um, so uh, Jun Ho witnesses the harvesting racketeer, which I, that's the cop, I believe um and the staff member whose identity that he took um and eventually uh uh so the cop basically ends up killing one of the guards and puts his police badge with him and dumps him into like one of those shoots yeah and takes takes like his mask and everything and ends up like kind of living his identity for a while and all the other people that were doing the harvesting ended up getting killed because they got found. 
and then the front man realizes that there's someone missing and he becomes he begins like a like a faculty wide manhunt for uh Jun Ho the cop and Jun Ho breaks into the front man's office which I thought was cool I don't know if you want to go into this so this is interesting because he's kind of looking for any information on his brother right cuz that's why he's there he's there to kind of find his brother and take them down so he finds this book and he goes into the book and it's got everybody listed, right? You know, all the players, like information, all, um, you know, their, um, I think like their body makeup and stuff like that. And it's got their picture. Well, what's interesting about this book that I found out later after watching it is that when he opens the book to the first page, the first page starts with player 002. Mm-hmm. Not zero zero one. Interesting. Nowhere to be found in the book. And then he finds his 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 brother in uh, the book as well. Um. Um. So, but it also shows like each of the winners. It has like this. The each book has all the contestants, and then there's others like a. Well, doesn't he find like a box in one of the drawers that has like all the winners? Yeah. And I guess his brother, his older brother actually won the games in 2015 crazy mm-hmm. yep um yes yeah, and that episode all right so the next is gangbu is is episode six uh, so the players are heading to the next game and they see a bunch of the bodies being hung, including player 111, who was the doctor. And he and his co-conspirators were strung up for cheating. Apparently the front man says, I'm okay with you harvesting the bodies, but I'm not okay with you uh, cheating because this game is supposed to be fair for everybody. And the fact that these uh, guards were giving the doctor like, you know, the what game was coming up in X and stuff like that. So it made an unfair advantage. And he doesn't want the games to have any unfair advantage without discriminate or with discrimination or whatever. Um, the fourth game, the players are told to pair up, but discover that instead of working as a team, okay. So this is a whole big thing. So everyone's like, okay, pair up with somebody else, pair up with somebody else. So everyone's going through, oh, pair up with me, pair up with me, pair up with me, and everyone's kind of figuring it out. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ji Hung ends up partnering with the zero zero one uh the old man and the crazy girl that ended up sleeping with the gangster she is without a partner and they go into the game and she is by herself and they take her uh you are to think that she is killed uh, because she's not a partner so they go in and they realize that by uh the person that you are playing that you picked as your partner is actually you're playing against them and you're playing a marble game of their choice. Uh, so yeah. this is when it gets a little different. This is a hard episode, I feel like. This was a kind of sad episode. So whoever gets all the partner's marbles uh, within 30 minutes will win and survive, right? Um, so they're all playing marbles against each other, and only one of the two people are going to live. <sighs> so you have the pickpocket. And uh, the girl 240, who was in the tug of war with them, uh, they share, they're partnered up with, and they kind of talk about their lives over the duration because they have 30 minutes. You have um, 
Ji Yang and say what? How, oh, so the the not the pickpocket. The other girl uh, realizes that the pickpocket has more to live for and sacrifices herself. She's like, you know what? Uh, they play a game of like whoever gets their marble closest to the wall, and the the girl, not the pickpocket, the other girl, basically is like, she just throws on the floor and loses on purpose. You also have um, it's Sheng Wu and Ali. So you have Ji Hong's best friend from high school and Ali, the Pakistani guy, are partnered with because uh, they become friends. Because in the real life, in episode two, um, Sheng Wu ends up like. Uh, giving Ali some money to get home or something so they end up you know becoming friends and then it's Ji Hung and the old man and you have the gangster guy with one of his thugs you have unfortunately there was a husband and wife that, was <sighs> that ended up playing together uh so that was that was pretty hard too um so basically let me let me lay it out how it plays out so um Seng Wu and Ali end up just talking and uh Sangwoo basically manipulates Ali into uh, trusting him, and he puts rocks into Ali's bag of marbles, and he took all of Ali's marbles and put it in his bag. Little did he know that that was the plan all along. So um, Sangwoo goes, "Hey, Ali, you have your you have your half of marbles. I have my half. Why don't you go around and see if other people are willing to like stand up to this so we we both can survive." So as Ali's walking around, he's you know trying to be a good guy and trying to help. And Sang Wu walks up to the guard and goes, "I have all my marbles," and which results in Ali realizing it because he turns back and he goes, "Hey, I couldn't find anybody." And Sang Wu is walking out with his bag, and the guards end up killing Ali. And again, this guy was like such a sweetheart you find out he has like a family and kids and like all this stuff and he just seemed like a good guy and he was just doing it you know, to like help his family and the fact that this sangwoo guy like tricks him and ends up costing him his life is dickish um then you got um the gangster guy with one of his henchmen and uh so that that plays a whole thing and then the henchman is actually winning for most of the time and then the gangster guy is like all right how about this we change the game winner takes all and he ends up winning so the henchman gets killed ji hong is actually losing to the old man and uh it gets to the point that ji hong only has one marble left and they they're playing like the betting game so like how many do i have in my hand two or three or whatever odds are even and actually ji hong loses and the old man's like, oh, you said the opposite of what – or I said the opposite of what he said. So it seemed like Jihan was like, oh, he's not remembering what he was saying. So then um, Jihan actually starts you know, manipulating the old man into giving him all his marbles. And just when Jihan thought he had all his marbles, the old man plays – has he has one marble in his pocket. And it, you realize that the old man knew exactly what he was doing the whole time, and he was actually like playing along and playing stupid the whole time. Um, so, player one, the old man actually reveals his name as an O Olan Olanam. I don't really know how to say it. Yeah. And allows Jihan to win. So he lets he lets Jihan win, 
and he's like in the oh so for a while the old man was running around because they were in this like imaginary town like almost like a setup town he's running around like oh this is where my family was this is where my family was so you're kind of like what and he's like he's like oh yeah i used to live in this house so it was just kind of weird that he's like wait like he used to live in this house so they end up going to this house he reveals his name he says hey you win and jihan runs like he walks out of this house and you just hear a gunshot but you don't see anything you just hear a gunshot and you think that the old man has been killed and um so you got jihan sangwoo and the pickpocket girl are all traumatized by the deaths of their friends because again at this point they have made like an alliance and they all became friends and now half of them are gone there's so much in this episode because um so for the pickpocket girl and the other girl they the other girl is like hey let's run out the clock let's play one game Mm -hmm. like let's not you know freak out let's just play one game let's talk for a while and they literally like talk and tell their lives for like 30 minutes and like get to know each other so then when she drops the marble down and dies she realized like she threw it away but now like she knows her you know what i mean like they got to like a deeper a deeper knowledge of each other um the ali and sang Wu, um first off he's a dick just throwing that out there mm-hmm. because uh he knew exactly what was happening he didn't care and i thought at first like maybe it was real and they were trying to like figure out a way because i was like they can't kill this guy off now like not possible and then i realized that he played the game because he goes to the guard and he's like hey i had to win without i had to get all the marvels without violence I got all the marbles. Here you go. Like, all right. And that guy is like, he realizes what's going on, but like, he's so gullible that he's like, all right, we're going to work together. Like, we can do this. We can figure this out. Well, he trusted his friend. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see the backstory of like how he helped him get to a cell phone and get to a charger and then he bought him food and then gave him the money for the ride home. And then we get to, oh, let's go for the gangster first. Like the henchman was like, you don't scare me. I was playing along to win. You can kiss my ass. Da, 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 da. You're going to die. And he starts getting cocky and like the gangster's getting all pissed off about it. Um, so like when it flips, it was just like he got cocky too early. Oh, and he still used that to his advantage. Um, and then the old man first off you throughout this entire series like he's the one you're rooting for like you, you love the old man like there's one part in uh one of the episodes where like the old man is like really sick and he's got like a fever and he like he like uh pisses himself so um han gives him his uh jacket to kind of like wrap around his body so that way nobody can really see it um which I've actually uh, – there's two things that I, I want to just add in there. When they had the riot in the barracks, in the beds, the old man at one point disappears and he ends up on top of the beds. And he's like, enough, enough. We're all going to get killed. And then as soon as he said that, they oh, they stopped. So I thought that was weird. And then again, like you said, he gave Ji Hung his jacket, which had 001 on it. Yeah. 
which could play a role later. So then he's running around. He has like you. Oh, earlier in the episode, they when they're picking teams, like the I think Han was gonna pick somebody else, and the old man came up to him and he was like, "We're best friends. We're go go goji." Yeah, whatever uh, the word of the title, gang gangbu. Gangbu. It's like best friends like, or something. Yeah, Trusted they were friend. best friends. They were family, you know. And um, that's why Han chose him, and like he reaches out his hand because the old man originally wasn't gonna get picked. Nobody wanted him on his team. Um, so then when he realizes, like, oh, he knew exactly that I was trying to manipulate him. He was like, you know. Uh, friends or best friends or family doesn't manipulate family. He's like, it's wrong. And then he realizes it. And this entire time, like, you're going through the episode knowing that one of them has to die. Mm-hmm. Knowing nine times out of ten it's going to be the old man. So when that happened, I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. Like, I don't even want to, I don't want to go to the next episode because <laughs> they just killed off the old man. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. So one thing that I want to just add is that that crazy girl who ends up getting taken away, when they had sex, uh, she was like, if you ever turn on me, I will kill you. And that plays a big role. So I just want to make sure I said that. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't pick her and he didn't he didn't pick her because he was like, we're going to work together. That And then he didn't pick her for tug of war and he didn't pick her for the marble thing. So she felt like hurt. And he was probably he was pretty much like cold, like get away from me i hope yeah. you die in this game and when they're walking back when um they're going into tug of war he looks at her dead in the face and was like i'm mad that your team wasn't the one i got to kill i wanted yeah, to kill you dick um so okay so episode seven uh all the people get back to the barracks and they're all kind of like oh my god i can't believe like we had to do that and everyone's kind of shaking because they all kind of killed someone that they they cared about, and then they all kind of look at the the husband of the wife and was like, "Oh, but you know, look at him. He had to kill his wife. Like his wife got killed because of this game. So like that was pretty deep. Um, these foreign VIPs have uh, at this point they reveal that they've been uh, wagering on these games remotely, and they are about to arrive to to like wager." live so they can watch live uh the cop who's posing as one of the the mask guys like i said um when the vips arrive one of the vips is like sexually propositioning him and they go into a private room and the cop attacks the vip uh basically says like tell me everything records him so he records a confession and he tries to escape the island um so when the next morning starts before the game, the uh, husband ended up hanging himself. Uh, they, they wake up to the husband hanging himself because obviously he, his wife is dead, so he hung himself. Um, so now the fifth game is, uh, it's how do I explain it? It's like a, br- a glass bridge. And there is two panels on each side. So there's a you could choose to go either left or right, but they both lead straight. And one of the glass is breakable. The other glass is solid. So, um, but actually before this, they all get put in a room. And I think there's 16 players left at this point. Yep. And they get they have to choose a number between 1 
and 16. So as they're choosing, this is when the VIPs are, are wagering, saying, oh, la, 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 la. and um, Ji Hong originally was going to go for one, but then everyone else takes the numbers, and all the people run to the middle and take the middle numbers. And then Ji Hong was like, all right, I'm going to go to um, one, and some guy was like, I've been... He basically is like, I've been uh, scared of everything for this whole time, and I want to take a hold of my own destiny, and I want to take number one. So Ji Hong's like, okay, you take number one, and Ji Hong takes number uh, 16, or the last number. So now they we go on the bridge, and like I said, there's two glasses, one that breaks, one that doesn't, and they have to make it across the bridge to the other side. So now this guy, they explain the rules, and they explain it pretty much how I just named it, as you have to figure out, and you have to you have to move forward in a certain time frame, um, and basically if you land, if you jump on the wrong glass, you fall to your death. So the guy who just gave this big speech of, I'm going to go first, uh, realizes that he has to go first, and he is uh, pretty upset about that. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So basically the players end up going one at a time and it's like they'll make it one or two and then they'll end up on the the tempered glass. It falls or it breaks and they fall. Whew. All right. So it gets to the point that the um, there's like two people ahead of the gangster guy. And so all – oh, all of Ji Hung's group is all in the back. They all ended up getting like the last couple numbers. And they realize like, hey – um, we might like we'll have an easier time pathwise, but we're at the end, and we might not make it because of the time wise. So they end up going, they end up going, and some it gets to the point that everyone in front of the gangster guy ends up dying. Right? They they make it about halfway, and this the gangster guy is like, I'm refusing to go. I'm gonna let the clock go out, and he's like, he's daring people to go past him. And uh, he ends up pushing somebody, I believe, ahead of him. And he's like, I'm not going any further than this. Um, the crazy girl that he ended up sleeping with uh, is like, okay, I'll go. And she stands on the same panel as him because they said that uh, the panels will hold up to two people. And she ends up grabbing him and pulling him down into the next row of glass, killing them both. So now I think we're down to uh, four, four or five player i think four players and uh this guy is number player number 17 and apparently he is a seasoned glass worker and he's able to determine which glasses are safe and which glasses are not and they actually make it pretty far until like i think it's the last two sections and the game the front man realizes that he can see it and all the vips are like oh this is not fair like he could see blah 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 so they end up turning the lights off to remove that advantage that the guy has. And um, with the time running out, basically this guy had a, a – oh, Ji Hung had a marble left from the old man. Mm -hmm. And the guy, he gives it to the glass guy. He ends up hitting the second row and figuring out the second row. But then he was taking too long in the last section. And the Sheng Wu, the, his, uh, Ji Hung's friend, ends up pushing this guy to death, revealing the last trick panel. So he basically killed somebody at this point. So he has now killed two people in back-to-back -back games. <laughs> um, so all of them run across. They get to the end, and the timer just hits as like the la as Jihan gets across. And they didn't know this, but all of the remaining glass 
panels end up exploding and just like exploding everywhere and they're all getting hit with glass and like cut up and all the stuff and and yeah so they all get cut up they end up going back into the barracks and it is now down to three players and you got ji hung you got his friend sheng wu and you got say boik or the 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 pickpocket girl the pickpocket girl yeah those are the last three and at the end of this episode they reveal only to us, not to the other players, that the pickpocket ended up getting a big uh, piece of glass like caught in her stomach, and it's bleeding a lot, and it looks like she's gonna die. Do you want to run through the last one? Oh no, there's um, two more. There's two more. Oh my goodness. So we got um after that they kind of give them a box and they kind of give them a, a present. And it's pretty much formal clothes. And um, they give them like this giant steak dinner and like everybody. So there's only three of them left. So they're all like kind of on edge. Like, And at this point, real quick, sorry. At this point, they took all of the beds out of the barracks minus three. Yeah. And they're all on different sides of the room. So that's kind of like putting them like against each other, so to speak, in like a visual sense um but so after eating the dinner you realize that the pickpocket girl isn't really eating that much because mm-hmm. like she's in pain and she's like trying not to show it so that way they don't kill her off um it's almost like their after, last meal yeah so as the as they take away their plate when they're done eating they return and put a steak knife in front of each other and then they're kind of just all just looking at each other which pretty much suggested that like they should probably try to off each other like they did in the uh, in the riots. Um, so they go back to the the bed, and um, Han realizes that the pickpocket girl has uh, the shard of glass in her, and he starts freaking out because she's pretty much dying. Um, she stops him from killing his friend because he found out about. Um, I think he finds out about the marble game or um and them trying to take each other out so she stops him from doing that because she's like that's not who you are like you're not that type of person then he finds out that you know she's she's injured so he tries to kind of knock on the door and get help so that way one of the guards can come in so the uh money starts going into the 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 piggy bank and he turns around and sees that uh, the guards bring in a box and it's the box that they were putting the bodies in and he turns around and he sees his friend standing next to the pickpocket girl because he sliced her throat and killed her while he was trying to call for help um now he's pissed off and like heartbroken like he's just super angry um so then the cop makes it to another island, but they tracked him down via the uh, breathing gear that they took. Mm-hmm. And they kind of chase him through the forest and the front man and the staff are chasing after him. And then um, finally he's at a cliff. So it's either like he jumps to his death or he like deals with them. So he's like, I want you to, I want to see who you are. I want to know who I am. And he still has the recording in him. And uh, so the front man, takes off his mask and you find out quickly that the front man is his brother Mm -hmm. 
all this time he was trying to rescue his brother and his brother was the one that was operating everything. But while he um, was running away from his brother, he was trying to send the confession video to his like police captain. Yeah. And there was like no service. So, but I think right before they caught him, it showed that it sent. And his brother is like, listen, come, come be with us. Like come hang out with us. Come, come work with us. Like everything is not what it seems. It'll be okay. And his brother's like, his brother refuses. And he's pretty, the front man has him at gunpoint. And he was like, all right. So his brother, I think has one shot left in his gun and he shoots the cop shoots his brother in the shoulder to which then the front man shoots the cop, his own brother and his brother falls to his death. Into the he ocean. also shoots his brother in the same shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that episode ends. We have two left or one left two now. People, no, two people remaining. Oh yeah. So this whole episode was just to kind of show like the cops kind of story of like what he's figuring out and trying to kind of get out and it shows that Sangwoo is has just kind of Me and Taylor were talking about this episode it's like these people go in just looking for money and they're just desperate. And a lot of these people change throughout the game and almost become killers. Yep. You know? Because they turn on each other or they kill each other when they're sleeping or all the stuff and like or they're they're you know they're they're manipulating the games or they knew what game was going to happen so they got advantages and again by getting advantages you know other people are going to die and some people ended up starting taking pleasure in killing people and saying woo again Ali and he kills the pickpocket and he kills the the glass guy so it ends up like it almost shows how in the beginning he was so like hey yeah let's do this together yeah yeah let's teammate to now he's just like a killer and this money is just so much more important to him than anything else and it was just like again i said in the beginning but this show kind of shows how money is so important to people and how it can change people like for the worst yeah and it shows <laughs> yeah all right, so let's go into the final chapter called On or One Lucky Day. Um, so in the final game is uh, basically the squid game. And we forgot to mention that in the very first episode, they mm -hmm. show a clip of kids playing something called the squid game. I do not understand it. It's something like uh, there's, a, there's like a diamond that you have to protect and like you have to hop around and if you get inside, you can run. Kind of confusing. I'm not really sure of the rules. You got to watch it. it. They kind of explain it, but it's still kind of confusing for maybe people here in the U.S. I don't know. Um, so it ends up being this like intense game. It's raining. Um, they both have their steak knives left from the uh, from the dinner, and you know Shang Wu ends up killing the pickpocket, like Andy said. So eventually, um, Ji Hong ends up defeating Shang Wu in a brutal fight but he refuses to kill him he refuses he's like i'm not killing you dude i am not a murderer like that's not what this is and he begs him to stop and and he's like stop the game if we both agree to stop the game then it's over like that's the rules the majority has to to vote to to stop the game yeah and sangwoo was like no and ends up stabbing himself in the neck 
And as he's dying, he asks Jin Jin oh, Jihan to take care of his mother, which you know uh, he agrees to. But this was like this, like almost like an not I wouldn't say epic battle scene, but they made it like an epic battle scene because like they weren't really playing the game. Like they ended up just like fighting each other, not even playing the game right. And it was this back and forth. Um, then at one point, like. Uh, it looked like one of the players were going to lose, and the cop, the the security, the authority guys, the security whatever, were there like holding a gun, ready to kill one of them, and it was cool. But it was like okay, and I liked it because again, it shows that Sangwoo, the games changed him, right? Like I just said, they changed him. He turned into a, a murderer, and I think because he killed himself, I think it was more like he realized what he's become, and he he just. He wasn't okay with who he became, and I think that's why he ended his own life. But the fact that Ji-Hung, throughout this whole game, he what he helped the old man throughout the game. He befriended yep. him. He protected him. He helped the pickpocket, even though the pickpocket stole money from him, which caused this whole thing in the first place. Uh, so it just showed that he cared about people throughout this whole thing, and you know he won. So um, Ji-Hung gets returned to his regular thing. And it kind of slows down as the finale, like this, the finale. But when he returns, they give him a bank card, and he goes with all of the prize money, and it's like billions of dollars in the nat currency. Um, so he goes home, and he, he goes to the ATM, realizes he has all this money. He goes back to his actual house and discovers that his mother had passed while he went back into the games. He finds her dead. So then it goes uh, one year later, and Jihan remains traumatized because, again, again, there was like 450 some people, and he's the only one that lived. Great. <laughs> and he has not touched any of the prize money in the whole year. He has not touched one dime of it. Um, he gets a call from the bank, and they're like, oh, if you move your money, you'll earn more interest. And they kind of try to talk to him in, into like moving the money, and he's like, no. Um, he then receives an invitation card from his gangbu or whatever whatever you want to say the what he called the old man the and old he man. he follows the directions on the card and he ends up finding the old man on a hospital bed which was his deathbed and the old man reveals that he created the game to entertain the ultra bored no the ultra rich because they were bored he basically says that um, the two people who are bored the most are the poor people and the rich people because the poor people don't have enough money to do anything and the rich people have enough money to do everything that eventually everything becomes boring. So he ends up creating this game. So now if we put all the pieces together, red light, green light, he wasn't scanned. Uh, when the cop found the book, he was not – 001 was not in the book. Uh, when he was running around in the marble game seeing that he found his house, uh, that city that it was a mock – like a mock version of the village he lived in as a kid. Um, when the riots were in the barracks and he said, stop, everyone's going to die, they stopped because he's the creator. Um, and th he offered his life in the marble game because Jihan helped him throughout the whole thing, and he reveals that Jihan made it fun for him. And that's why he let Jihan take his jacket. His jacket was a representation of, like, keep this guy safe. Yep, and that's why he said he gave him the marbles and was like, "Continue," because he ma he realized that he made it as far as he can go. Because you got to think the other couple games, there was no way that the old man could have avoided it. It was the glass and then the the battle. 
Um, and actually in the tug of war, you can see if you watch it, the old man was not strapped to the uh, rope like the other players were. There's a lot of things that uh, if you paid really close attention, you could tell that there was something with the old man that wasn't right. Um, so basically, um, he chose the games that he, uh, the old man ends up making the games based off of the games he played as a kid. And by participating with Ji Hung's group, uh, he, they basically made it a nostalgia thing for him. As they talk, um, the old man wagers with Ji Hung on whether there was, a, there was like an unconscious man lying in the street and it's like in the winter. And they're like, he's like, the old man's like, there's not enough good people in this world anymore. I bet you by midnight, no one will help this, that guy. I bet you. Um, so Jihan's like, no, I think there's good in this world and someone will help him. So right before uh, the man is saved, right before midnight, and the old man dies just shortly after the guy was saved. And yeah, uh, so the old man is dead and he basically thanked him for having, for letting him have fun. And the guy on the street gets saved also. So Jihan reveals, or no, he goes to re to retrieve um, the pickpox brother from the orphanage. And he also go, and he brings, actually he brings the pickpox brother to Sheng Wu's mother and also gave them a suitcase with the boy and it had a bunch of the prize money with it. So he basically helped uh, two people at once by combined, like by putting the brother with the mother and giving the money to survive. Um, after that, uh, Ji Hung is in an airport and he's going to, because again, after like during that um, part when they go back after they decide to quit the game in episode two, it is revealed that his daughter and his ex wife and their new father, husband, wife, or whatever it is, um, they're moving to Los Angeles. So at this point, Jihan is tra is in the airport, ready to go to Los Angeles to see his daughter. He sees the same guy in the suit that recruited him to play the games by doing that game with uh, the slap or the money. And he, he's seen another player desperately trying to win the money. And he runs to where they are. And at this point, he's dyed his hair red. I don't really understand why they dyed, he dyed himself his hair red after the year. But he he gets he catches up to the player. The recruiter guy ends up leaving and just waves to him. And he takes the card from the player and is like, don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so he calls the number on the card right before he goes to board his plane demanding like who is running the games now and he is uh someone speaks and says uh the number i think it was like four four fifty six or four fifty five they were like four fifty five uh please like go on your plane and leave us alone it's not worth it and he's and then jihan's like no i'm gonna stop you and i'm gonna do it and he, basically he was about to go on the plane to go see his daughter he turns around and I guess the way that the series ends is now Jihan's hunt is to now figure out who's playing the game, who's running the games, and he's going to try to stop the games. That entire episode is crazy for a multitude of different reasons. Um, when he plays the game the first time and then they quit and he comes back, 
his mom's like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, you've just been on vacation. You want to come back? I have to work. And, like, she's in the hospital because I think she develops, like, some type of um, infection in her feet. So, like, it makes her hard to walk, but she's still, like, trying to work and trying to, like, make it through. And uh, she checks herself out, which is one of the reasons on why he goes back into the game. Mm -hmm. So then when he comes back winning, he won all of his money so that way he can help his mom and, you know, get her the help she needs. But she's dead now. She doesn't need it. Uh, that, I think, was a big, um, a big uh, message there, you know. Uh, be with your loved ones. You know, the money will come uh but then he takes the the little boy out of the orphanage and he gives it to his best friend's mom and his best friend's mom asks him like have you seen him and he kind of doesn't like answer and he leaves like a giant suitcase of money with her so like you know now she's taken care of and uh he dyes his hair some weird k-pop type style which i read something that like i guess red means like bravery or something and that's why he dyes his hair red or i don't know it 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 didn't like specify so i'm not really sure but it was like a weird red it wasn't like normal red hair it was like fire engine red and then this entire time he's been disappointing his daughter so now he's finally gonna make (laughs) it up and be a good father and disappoints her again yep Yup. He is uh, the father of the year. That's not the father of the year. He did the whole thing for his his mother and his daughter. His mother's dead, so now the whole thing was meant for his daughter, and he's letting his daughter down again. Yep. Yep. Which I have a uh, theory on that, and that's uh, what if they do come out with a second one, his daughter is going to be the focal point, or he's going to be the focal point still, a whole new game's gonna run. He's gonna get there, and he's gonna see his daughter. No, she's too young. No, it's gonna and, it's gonna be years later. Oh, maybe. I would say. See, my theory is that the cop who fell off the cliff is still alive, because the front man he got shot in the same area, and he was still alive, and he just kind of like fixed it up, and he was good. I think the cop's still alive, and then Ji Hong is still alive, and I think they're gonna end up meeting and working together. And now that Ji Hong has like billions of dollars, he has a lot of money with him to to you know help against the future games. So I think the next season, if there is one, which they're talking about, is going to be focused on not necessarily the players this time. It's going to be it probably will have games, but it's also going to be Ji Hong and the cop uh, trying to stop the games, which I think could be interesting. That'd be dope. And maybe they'll show how. Um, like the security, like the guys in the pink suit, how they mm-hmm. got there. I've read some rumors that maybe it was like past winners. Okay. And that's and it's been thirty years, but then I'm like, I feel like there was more than thirty security guards. There was definitely more than thirty. So maybe it was like something that like people who like didn't want to play the game instead of coming back to play the game they came back to be the securities i don't know i feel like they have to go into that and kind of explain that a little bit i agree um another thing about the show is that they said that so it was in korean with english dub um over it but now they're saying that the english dub is not as good or doesn't translate as well as the english subtitles and we watched it with the subtitles and obviously the dub was automatic and you could tell uh, there was a lot of scenes that the 
the dub was different than the subtitles. And apparently the subtitles are more accurate translation than the dub. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, my overall thoughts is like, it was, it was kind of like a mind blowing concept. Again, not really. It just, like I said it a couple times that it shows the power of money and how people are willing to do anything. And like giving, like people are willing to sacrifice their life for a chance, not even guarantee a chance at money. And how like some of these people were in such desperate need for any kind of opportunity to make money that they're willing to die. And that they ended up like turning on each other. It's just like I thought there was like a bigger like idea behind it. Like I said, it did it wasn't just about the money. It ended up being like what the money will do to people in a bad way. And it just, like I said, Sheng Sheng Wu ended up like killing people that he cared about for a chance at the money that he ultimately didn't win. And yeah. then the fact that like Ji Hung won the money and didn't touch the money for a full year showed that, that yeah, he got the money now, but he feels guilty with the way he got it. So that's why he didn't spend it. And I think that's why he's going to, the second season, if that comes out, it's going to be him using the money for the right reasons of trying to stop the game and using the money against them instead yeah. of using the money for his own, like, gain. I don't know. I mean, they, I feel like they can pull it away from him, too. Like, they can just... Maybe. Get that money from him. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know. The whole series was very interesting. It was. It was. Um... Yeah, I feel like we kind of filled in everything. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think? Let us know. We'll yeah. talk about it on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. What did What did you guys think? Did you guys like it? Did you guys hate it? Did you guys think there was an underlying story? Do you have a different perspective of like what you think is going to happen going forward? Do you think any of the players survived? Because they showed a lot of people dying, but there was a lot of like gunshots that you didn't see bodies fall and we already saw that the old man didn't die so are were some of the players plants who's next i don't know but uh yeah i mean andy anything else you want to say about it or you want no. to call it i i think it was i think it was an awesome show i'm excited to see what they do for season two there's so many different directions that they can go in um yeah i think we covered it all yeah all right well uh for the next couple episodes we'll have to keep you posted on that uh you know we're, we're still working on some things we do have the office episode coming up we have a couple other episodes coming up um remember to like share rate review comment subscribe follow on youtube and all social media platforms remember to give us a five-star rating on apple podcast spotify and all of those podcast apps please and thank you very much um for the Disaster Party Podcast, I am Rob Cedeno. Well, Daddy, I'm Andy Bivians. And we are out. Bye. <laughs>